Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Canada's insolvency numbers are climbing. July saw consumer insolvencies increase 3.7%, and that's following a 3.9% increase in June. Overall, though, year over year, the insolvency number is lower, but the trend is concerning. Mark Rosen is the president of the Canadian Association of Insolvency and Restructuring Professionals. Mr. Rosen, thank you very much for the time. You know, we talk statistics, we talk numbers, and we do interviews based on that. And then you hear a human voice. You hear the, the, the person who's struggling and suffering. And I imagine you and your colleagues come across people, and I know you do, on a regular basis who are bewildered about what the next step is to take. Um, could you please, first of all, define, and thank you for coming on the show. Could you define for us, please, what insolvency is? How much financial distress must be experienced to declare insolvency? Well, uh, thank you very much for having me on the show today, Roy. I appreciate that. Um, actually, there is no easy answer for that. For, for the Bankruptcy and Insolvency Act to declare bankruptcy, you have to have at least $1,000 in debt. But Typically, individuals who can't meet their ordinary expenses as they become due are insolvent and should be seeking advice from licensed insolvency trustees as to what options they do have. And I heard that uh, from Karen earlier, and it certainly brings thoughts of many people who have come to my office over the years in terms of the concerns and, and the financial stress that they have. And I guess what I would encourage those debtors out there who are facing financial stress is to seek advice from a licensed insolvency trustee because there are, are different options that they can consider from doing a, a debt management review to doing a consumer proposal to declaring bankruptcy. It will depend upon the circumstances, but the key is to get them to sit with you so you can review their financial issues, you can review the issues that brought them to this, and provide them some relief. Um, I think that uh, a lot of times that you'll find that there are people coming there and there are extreme stressors that, that they have. The financial stress brings to family stress, brings to other problems, and they don't know where to turn. And, and that's why my advice is to, to seek this advice from the licensed insolvency. Okay. Let, let me ask you this. And you've mentioned some of the options that are available. What are the consequences to a person when he or she has declared insolvency, when bankruptcy is declared? What happens? Well, certainly when, when a bankruptcy is declared, there is an effect on their credit and their credit rating. Uh, and it, there's also an effect on their credit rating when they make a proposal. There's an effect on your credit rating if you cannot pay your debts as they ordinarily become due when you you fall into arrears with a number of creditors. And, and certainly uh, making an assignment under the Bankruptcy and Insolvency Act will have an effect. But I would say to you, what is the effect in the question I would have, or what is the effect on the individual if they do not seek this relief? You can always yeah. rebound and, and, and become more creditworthy over the period of time. But digging a deeper hole or sticking your head in the sand so that, you know, uh, you feel that, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my credit, I'm going to lose my credit cards. Well, at the end of the day, you're not going to have those credit cards, and you're simply going to have more debt 
and eventually the hole's going to get much bigger. Yeah, it's very concerning to hear the numbers that 49% of Canadians, that's half the population, and this was before uh, the pandemic, 49% of Canadians within $200 of not being able to pay their bills at the end of the month. So then I look at your numbers on Wednesday, the CARPS numbers, and uh, you show consumer insolvency in Canada in July up 3.7%. A month earlier in June, insolvency up 3.9%. Before we look at the uh, year over year, what does that mean? How many people are we talking about when we're talking 37 to 3.9% increase in insolvencies? We're not talking, if you look at the pure numbers that come out of the uh, statistics and the report from the Office of the Superintendent of Bankruptcy, the pure numbers are not large. For example, if you were looking at Prince Edward Island, which had a uh, 41.7% increase month over month, you might be talking three or four individuals. So you're not talking large numbers, but what you're seeing is a trend. And what you're seeing is as, as the people are looking at the end of the relief, the government-funded relief, and they're looking at uh, having lived day-to-day. They're finding the financial stress becoming overbearing, and they're trying to make a decision for for them what is the best thing to do. And really, when you look at it, uh, if if you wish to rebound from your debt and, and have a good financial life down the road, then the earlier the better. Yeah. No, and I understand when you say Prince Edward Island, three or four people, the whole province has about 140,000 people. If you if you were to look at Ontario with nine nine million people, approximately, uh, that number would be higher. But I was about to ask you how much of an impact uh, these insolvency numbers have on the national economy, but I imagine it wouldn't be, well, I don't know. I should ask you that. I shouldn't presume. Well, I not have the statistics on the, uh, what effect it would have on the national economy. But I would say to you, the, the increasing numbers and what we expect to occur down the road, in fact, if CERB is ending at the end of September, yeah. people are going to have to avail themselves of EI over a period of time, which will provide them for lesser numbers, then we expect a, a, these statistics to increase somewhat dramatically, perhaps near the end of the fourth quarter, the first quarter of uh, the next year. And it will depend upon how creditors uh, are going to be acting on the debt load, if they're going to be uh, aggressively going after uh, individuals who who are falling farther and farther in arrears, so how do you how do you how do you see that developing as a uh, an insolvency uh, trustee and and across your association? Do you find the creditors, given the situation that exists now, are more likely to be a little more patient or or less so? Well, they've been patient to date. Um, there's no question. I mean, if you really look at it, certainly on the business side, you would have expected more numbers if you're looking at, at business closures and those businesses that are going to be opening or those businesses that are really limping along the restaurant industry. Uh, certainly the retail industry is limping along. So, so creditors out there are looking at it and saying, what am I going to recover? If I'm not going to recover anything. Perhaps, you know, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. But ultimately, down the road, uh, individuals will, will be looking at with this with the crushing debt that they, they're trying to manage and having to make their own decisions. Um, I, would, I would think that in line of that, that we're looking at perhaps more proposals, consumer proposals or debt management proposals, uh, more acceptable to creditors as they try to get some recovery. 
bankruptcy normally, and certainly consumer bankruptcy, does not provide them much of a percentage recovery on their debt. And of course, these are the same creditors that are suffering on their own. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.